Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Table Manners, the podcast that is about oversharing and overeating <laughs> or undereating. <laughs> um, I'm Jessie Ware and I present this with my mother. Hi. Who still doesn't really understand why she's doing this. Yeah. Who have we got? I feel like this is over to you. This is basically... This I'm is, so excited. This is, this is your night, Mum. This is my gig, darling. Okay. I love this person. I have read his column religiously for probably about four or five years. Bit upset that they moved him from page one to page no, from page two to page three. Oh, I don't know why would he be upset moved about that? Pa- because it was just sexier. over the play page, and it was he was the first one when you opened the page of the Guardian Weekend magazine. His column. And I always felt very reassured to see him. This is meaty stuff. Right. He also has a bit of an angry face. But actually, when you see, he looks a bit cross on his his photo for his column. But actually, he's got the most lovely, gentle voice. He's born in Connecticut. So he's got this lovely, soothing American voice. And he doesn't sound like he looks, which is a bit cross. And his column's sometimes a bit cross. What's his name, Mum? You haven't introduced his him. His name is Tim Dowling, and he's a columnist for The Guardian. And he has a book called Dad, You Suck. He's incredibly funny. I've been through all his troubles with his car, with his three, three teenage sons, with them going through school, passing exams, being going to university, holiday. being ill on holiday and his wife not even noticing that. He also, you'll like this, Jesse, he also plays the banjo. Not that you play the banjo, but he is in a band called Police Dog Hogan. Police Dog Police Dog Hogan. It's probably a bit American, darling. Okay. He is very, very funny. And he I do funny. want to know whether he actually likes his wife. Me, that's the first question. She can't be that bad. She can't be. And she must okay the columns. Also, because... someone else I'm really interested to find out about, Constance. Have you ever... Constance pitches up. She's the daughter of one of his oldest friends. And she's kind of... Imagine a young woman in her 20s. And she pitches up and just bosses him around. And takes the wife's side. It's very funny. What is on the menu tonight, Mother? Actually, I should be telling you. I feel like I've done most of it tonight. I beg your pardon. Main course. Two sides. Okay. And pud. Yep. I win. Okay, you do your sides then. No, you start it off. No. Maybe people are more interested in sides than the main thing. I think the my sides event. are quite sexy. Okay. 
I've made a chicken, mushroom and tarragon pie. Mm. So what have you done for It's an autumnal night. So I've done... Um, what kind of beans are they? They're actually runner beans. I they... thought they were bobby beans. No. Bobby's never been near those beans. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, I've done them with shallots, cooked shallots and butter. And I'm going to mix a bit of mustard through that. And then I've just roasted a whole bulb of garlic so when it goes really sweet and I'm going to add that to mashed potato wow shut up you're not that impressed no I do I am it's kind of a lovely meal that yeah I'm up for it I know do you feel like we very... should have had gravy is it gonna be a bit dry it's not because I've put loads of stuff in the side of the pie it's kind of it's a white sauce and once the mushrooms cook they'll all kind of give off their own juices and then for pud I've done stewed plums and blackberries because blackberries are really great at the moment. And I've stewed them in sugar and lemon and bay leaves. You because love a bay leaf. I do you? love a bay leaf and I have the biggest bay leaf tree. And bay I've. Tree. Bay, bay tree, sorry. And I've actually done Dolly Alderton's mascarpone ice cream. Oh, that's wow. in her book. Because Is it good? I don't know if it's good. It tasted delicious when I made it yesterday. But I've put it in the freezer, and so and then I'm going to crumble. You can't go wrong with mascarpone. I'm sorry, I haven't done my own crumble. We've got some stem ginger biscuits that I'm going to whiz in the Nutribullet, and then okay. sprinkle over, and that is what's that going on. Delicious. Yeah, sounds cozy. Like my kind of cozy meal. Tim Dowling coming up on Table Manners. I'm a huge fan. Oh, you don't know how excited nice. I am. Really excited. <laughs> oh, j- just grab a chair and sit down, yeah. Tim, can I get you a drink? Uh, Would you like a glass of red? White. Oh, I brought you some wine. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh. Yeah, once um, my wife yelled at someone that came to the house saying, if you come to the house, then you're meant to bring wine. And I wrote about it. And... For some reason, that week they made that the headline. It just said, "When you come to dinner, you're meant to bring wine." And that was the te- that was the sort of te- headline. Te- and someone on Twitter linked to it and just said, "Tim Dillon came to my house and he didn't bring any wine." <gasps> so now we know. I don't know this person at all. But then her face did look quite familiar, and I suddenly realised, yeah, I came to your house like a decade ago. So now I bring wine everywhere just in case. We need to talk about your wife. We're desperate to know. She can't be that bad. Well, it. <laughs> Your poor she does say, it's got a T-shirt on that says "Save Me." <laughs> <laughs> she does say, you know, I know what I'm like. Cheers. 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 Thank you um, so much for being here. Coming. Cheers. I mean, that's that's not our entire relationship. I hope not. But it's you know. It's a couple Is of she hours the a week. Boss in your family. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mum, come on now. She okay. A, she gave me a tremendous hard time. She's trying to hire a car for next weekend. And Where are you going oh, next weekend? Oh. To the south of France. Is this your holidays? It's sort of a second holiday. To redeem the other holiday. (laughs) It's weird that you know this much about me, but I guess that's my fault. Yeah, it's your fault. Well, did you ever? Did you go into this thinking you were going to be writing about your family? No. Writing books about being a husband and a dad and. I don't know. I did it sort of briefly many many years ago when my children were tiny for for a different newspaper. Uh, and it was sort of all right, but I didn't really think, I thought this, it was really short, and it was just a sort of tiny thing I was filling in for someone. I thought, oh, this is quite good, but it'll never last. You kind of accidentally stumbled upon talking about your family. Yes, when I took over the column, I took over the space, 
about 11 years ago and I only got one email from the editor about it, it just said I don't want you to feel like you have to write about your own life and I thought well that sounds like an instruction and I won't and then I, it was about three months before I had to take over and I had a long time to think about what it would be about and I just ran out of time and I panicked and I wrote a column about like the dog and the cat following me around the house all day and then I thought well, I've got a week now to get my shit together and I wrote something that wasn't about my life and then the next week for that, I panicked again, and I wrote about an argument that my wife and I had, and I thought, I'm going to get fired for this, like three weeks in. And then Christmas came, and you have to write all these columns ahead of time, and I didn't have anything to write about at all, so I just wrote one. By the end, I was writing about arguments we were having about the column already. And finally, I sort of, around Easter, I sort of settled into a sort of pattern where I thought, this is the kind of thing I could do. It's got nothing to do with my life, it's kind of political, it's topical. And uh, I got another email from the editor that just said, it just said, what happened to the funny wife? <laughs> so I was sort of, it's my fault. I was stuck with it. Does she read the column? Yes. Because I want it. to know whether she accepts what you write about her. Well, the, the aim of, of the whole thing is to make her laugh on Saturday morning. So for that reason, if it's not, if she doesn't laugh at it, then I've done something wrong. Okay. Uh, but also for that reason, I tend not to show it to her ahead of time because I want it to be a surprise on the Saturday. How have lovely. you ever? So sometimes when it does go wrong, it goes Just badly. I think wrong. I might have to turn my pie down. Okay. Um, so you're from Connecticut. Yes, I am. Have you watched Gilmore Girls? <laughs> I have. Because <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Are I you? Kill I've girl. just started it Are on you? Netflix. Jessie, have you never watched it? Never watched it. Season, like, series two. I mean, I had to, I had to go cold. I had to start. Yeah, you, I, I was obsessed I can't, too. I can't stop. I love Luke so much. Lorelai annoys me a bit when she's a bit, like, witty. That's Rory's... why it's so addictive, though, isn't it? It's not because it's good. It's because there's something about it that you... The charm. You have to see the next one. I want to live in Stars Hollow. Yeah. And did you live in a place like Stars no, Hollow? Not really. Not really. But you live somewhere. Don't want to spoil it. So there's no. Did such you live place. like in a place like Schenectady? How do you say it as a Connecticut person? Do you know that place? Schenectady. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh. It's in upstate New York. Oh, so it's not. Not really Connecticut. Okay, forgive me. No, I've never. I don't think I've ever been to Schenectady. But where were you when there was the terrible flood and you were at dad's, you were at your dad's house and you had to go out and? That's boats. in Connecticut. Yeah, it's yeah. Nor, it's Norwalk. It's a little bit of Norwalk called yeah. Rowayton, which is uh, a sort of shore town inside the New York commuter belt. So on the train, it's only forty minutes into New York. So. Growing up there, was it kind of wholesome and would you have lots of pecan pies and pumpkin pies? Pumpkin pie, yes. Pecan pie is a bit southern. I'm sure we had oh, some. Okay. I think it technically is. Right. That could be because of the pecans or okay. pecans, I think. Yeah. Oh. Is what my mother would have said. Oh, really? Pecan. So what was growing up in Connecticut like food wise well I thought it was really I mean to me you know the bit of Connecticut that I'm from is the kind of this place stands in for sort of soulless conformity and the death of the soul <laughs> in almost all fiction it's where they film Stepford Wives there <gasps> the original I watched them film it when I was eight or something uh, Revolutionary Road they film there oh, okay. you know it's about it's where people where go people's lives die. go to die die mm-hmm. but it, well, I didn't feel like it was like that it was like it was all very sort of hot dogs and hamburgers. There's a beach and a little beach cafe. Do you miss American food? 
I do. I don't miss it when I'm here, but when I go back, I go through. I go, I have to eat everything that. Yeah. So, what's your first meal once. that you'll have when you're the first? There? And I might go. I'm trying to maybe go back before Christmas. Uh, I think I would go down to Ruwait and Pizza and order a pizza straight away. What would be your toppings? Uh, sausage. Okay, but like fancy sausage, sausage or pepperoni? It's, in America, they just say sausage. Okay. And it's not pepperoni. It's, you don't really know what meat it's, it is. No, it's a spicy, meaty sausage. Yeah, it's, they call, I think they call it sweet Italian yeah, it's pork a good, sausage. Yeah, it's great. Uh, which I love. And you, it's peppers, very hard to get yeah. here. You can't get it here, no. Um, and it's not posh. It's no. not expensive. It's probably quite gross. But the pizza's gross. really good there. It's, you know, it's not the best in the whole world, but it's what I'm used to. And if I go into New York, I'll go to one of the ones down in Bleecker Street. Mm-hmm. John's in Bleecker Street. If it's still there. Every time I go to New York, I think, is this still... What's it called? It's called John's Best. Yes, it is there. Good. And you can get it by the slice. Yes. Yeah. And they have the sort of original coal-fired oven. Yeah. From... Got to go. Yeah. No, it's really good. We're going to New York with the podcast. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, we're taking it the state. <laughs> taking it stateside. <laughs> yeah. So, growing up, were your family foodies or was it... No, I wouldn't... No, not really. My mother cooked, but we ate separately as children. Oh, right. And that very sort of, except on Sundays, when we all eat together in the dining room. Okay. And that always turned into a bit of an etiquette lesson, so it was kind of a drag, you know. And what's what's Sunday lunch in America? Brunch. Oh, it's brunch. It's not like roast roast. No, we would always have brunch, and it would be, you know, a weirdly early time to eat, or a late time to eat. What would be on the brunch menu? Brunch would be waffles, pancakes. Sounds great. Bacon. I love brunch. I love it. It's uh, my favourite. It's got a very bad reputation, but I think that's because... Brunch not has got, in the States. Well, Brunch has got a bad reputation. As in the restaurant game in the States. Oh, yeah. It's that sort of... You know, Except every... in California, everyone does brunch. I mean, people just don't seem to eat Hold breakfast on, I, or lunch. I, I didn't know it had a bad rep. Also, my wife hates brunch. <gasps> See? Mm. We almost wanted to <laughs> We should have done come. brunch for you. Yeah. Yeah, well, I would've, she would have been furious. What are you going out this time for? I was like, well, it's brunch. What's the problem with brunch? It's fabulous. I love brunch. It just means you can be a bit more greedy. Will your wife do a big Thanksgiving dinner? No. (laughs) Bloody hell. No, she won't. We've done it, I think we've had Thanksgiving maybe in the 25 years I've lived here, maybe twice. But it's the best meal on earth. It means that you can have Christmas. Also, you have to do it on the Friday or the Saturday, because if you do it on the Thursday, everybody's just got to go to work in the morning. Oh, yeah, but not in the States. But not in the States. In the States, everyone's home for the weekend. It's sort of free-for-all. Don't you have any American mates here that can sort you out? I've tried tried it. That's why I might go home. I'd go home. Yeah, I would. I might go home alone. Go home alone. Don't, you're killing me. It's really sad. I'm getting really depressed. We didn't think she was as bad as this. No, she's not. (laughs) We didn't. She'll be furious now. (laughs) I would have given her a bit of pie, but I'm not. No, 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 she's she's dead to me. If she doesn't no, let the thing is, celebrate she, everyone, you know, if I go if I go places with her, everyone really likes her. I mean, everybody only ever wants to meet her. You're when I do book talks, people so say, both. "Is she here?" And then when I say no, is she gorgeous? Is that she's lovely? Yes. Is that what you fell for? Because she's just no, she was really. I fell for her because she was really mean to me. <gasps> to you like it? It's usually girls that like that, not boys. I know. Treat a mean how was, she, how was she mean to you? Jesse, we've read the bloody comments. No, I want to know who started that. I met her in New York in 1989, right between Christmas and New Year. 
And she was visiting some friends of mine, who, mutual friends, friends of hers, friends of mine, but I'd never met her before. And the mutual friends that we had, there was two, these two girls who lived together in the village. And by the time I dropped round, they were fighting. And they'd gone downstairs to scream at each other. Nice apartment, two floors. Uh, and so my wife was down there trying to broker some kind of truce so that we, because we were all meant to go out somewhere. And the first time I saw her, she came up the stairs um, and she lit a cigarette at the top of the stairs and she said, it's like a fucking Sartre play down there. <laughs> I'd like you thought that. this yeah. is love. That, yeah. But then we went out for drinks. And she, she was really sort of mean to me the whole evening. Okay. But, but B, you can't have people being mean to him all the It's time. his wife. Now, so look, he I need decides to know that. about Constance. How naughty is she? She was around last night, actually. She's quite explain, grown up now. Explain to me Constance, Constance now. How old is Constance? I don't... Constance must be 26, 27. And how do you know her, for the listeners that don't know she about She is the daughter of a friend of ours, who we've known since she was born. When she was born, we lived in flats on the same road, mm. off Portobello Road. So we would sort of babysit her. So we've known her her whole life. And she's, she's very bossy. Very, very too. bossy and very, very loud. But she's kind of, I mean, that was uh, She sort comes of... in and sits down and opens a bottle of wine and will criticise him. Yeah, I had I to mean... fire her from the column, actually. <laughs> when you At say first... you fire her, you, you don't write about her. Well, she said... Do you know what? I think he's playing us. I think he's doing the column. <laughs> 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 they can't be as bad as all this. <laughs> They're not. he's doing. I mean, you know. It's the, the, the nice bits I don't think anybody really wants to read about. It's not, you think? Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Holding but... hands, looking at the sunset. Nobody wants to say Oh, I kind of do. Who does most of the cooking in your house? Well, uh, my wife would say that she does. The other, just the other day, I have to say, we have a sort of standard recipe in our house, which is, has, no one has any real affection for, called spicy ricey which is just what you have on sunday when there's nothing left but there is a bit of bacon and there is some celery and there's there's just it's just odds and ends and some rice jamie oliver's probably going to make a package of that soon. he should be so lucky but when <laughs> i make it it's it, there's my recipe and my wife's recipe even though we invented it together when the children were tiny spicy my ricey. version has veered away from her slightly and i what think my children add? prefer it what do you add I sort of, I sort of fry a bit Spicy, of cumin ricey. and turmeric at the beginning. Wow. Uh, I'm a little bit more generous. She's a bit, yeah. she's a bit like, the war's not over. More po- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just more English to have sort of less parsimonious English. Yeah. And uh, and I don't. She puts smoked paprika in it until it's a very brick red. Sometimes that can be too much. And I've decided, I, we had a thing where we sort of went mad for a smoked paprika and I've just fallen out of love. I put too much in one of my dishes at the weekend and it ruined it. Yeah, it's quite easy to go too far with. Would you say spicy ricey is your... your no. Your, it's not your that, signature dish. No. no What's no. your signature dish? My signature dish. That's a very good question. Um, my signature dish, I suppose, is linguine with clams. Oh, vongole. Oh, uh, linguine wow. vongole. What's it? Yeah. Vongole. Vongole. Where do you get your clams from? Uh, that's a good question. I don't do it that often because they're okay. quite hard to get a hold of. But uh, there's actually Acton Market has a very good fish guy. Do they? And if he's got cockles. 
they're just almost as good. the same. Just, they're, oh. better, they're better because they're and more do like... Get, do you get them in the shell and everything? Obviously. Yeah, although I take, if I'm feeling fussy, I take... When um, I do the clams first, I take... I've never, I take I know, about half of them out of the I shell. I love vongole. I've never been bothered about cooking mussels or... I don't know, it kind of freaks me out, even though it's quite a simple thing, right? Yeah, it's easy. You just steam them. I mean, the, the, the thing that people freak out to about, To make I guess, sure they open. Is to make sure they open. Yeah. And to make sure Otherwise that you, you haven't die. put any dead ones in. So, you know, you tap them. If any, if any of them are open while you're cleaning them, if you tap them against the sink, they'll usually close up if they're alive. <gasps> and if they don't, just been... I mean, I, I, I always put err things. on the side of caution. I throw a lot of probably live ones away. Do you like parmesan on seafood pasta? I do. Do but you? I know it's really bad. My wife does. Yeah, but I know it's really see, bad. See, I, I like her. her. I like her too now. She's she back doesn't in. care. I care very much about how things. You know, when I'm in Italy, yeah, I won't drink cappuccino because I, why? Because, because it's sort of. I mean, I would. I would. In it's private, but when you go to a restaurant, lady. everybody else drinks espresso, and it's a bit of a yeah, it's sort of yeah, novelty drink, drink, isn't it? Yeah. It's really, it's all about how I think, you know, how I feel I'm going to be perceived. Wait. I want to be thought of as a more of a gourmet person than I am, so sure. I pretend. When you're there, do you say ciabatta, or will you say <laughs> ciabatta? Ciabatta. You know, I had an Italian app for ages, and I thought I was going to. You're going to crack it. Go and yeah. speak, but I, I mean, it was just hopeless. I'm such a panicker. So. Was your your mum wasn't a great cook? No, she was a very she good cook, good. but it was quite plain. And I think we ate a lot of stuff like that I haven't heard of before or since, like cube steak, which is what's cube steak? It's a sort of very tough cut of meat. I don't know which one, which has been run through a machine, so that it has little cube shapes all over it. Oh, it's like when they bang it to yeah. tenderize it. Yeah, but I yeah. think they just had a. You know, at some factory somewhere, it was all run oh through. God. So it was probably started out life like that, and it's quite like it's about. It's so was it a lot of kind of meat and two veg? Meat, meatloaf. Oh, meatloaf was very good. Now we're actually. talking. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no flies on my mother's meatloaf. It was great. What you see? Could you get? Yeah, we want and the could recipe. Could we have it for our cookbook? I don't know how to make it. No, no get idea. the recipe. Is I'll it written down sister. anywhere? I'll check with my sister because there's a. Did you have it with the tomato sauce on top? Mm-mm. Did she put eggs inside? There were eggs in it? Yeah. Uh, what, like whole eggs? Yeah, sometimes no. people do them like whole eggs. It's like so fancy. Like pork pie. That's like diner meatloaf now. I mean, it's now like all this kind of millennial meatloaf, which is millennial much nicer meatloaf. than... Millennial meatloaf. That's what I were gonna, we need in the cookbook. <laughs> so what, what, what was your favourite dish that your mother cooked you? She used to do... I mean, the thing is, we always... What we really loved was anything from, you know, anything pre-prepared uh, you like, like tv t- dinners we like love t- tv dinners tv dinners did you have little trays on the side of your of the sofa you know they're like the we did dinners. own a set of them yeah little folding tables that i think there were six of them and on, you could sit you, they were stacked and you could yeah. pick one off them. but we didn't do that okay very often. Didn't you sit around the table to eat? No, we sat around the kitchen. On t- I'm to, we sat around the kitchen table, and then my parents actually, weirdly, my parents ate in their bedroom. Oh, for years. Why? Because they had the only. Because they they ate at a little sort of garden table in their bedroom, because of the only TV in the house in those days was in their bedroom. Were you allowed to all go in? <laughs> no, <laughs> not while they were eating. So when we were eating, they would they would sort of serve us. And then go so up how and eat did you own. have your TV dinners? Well, later, I think like four in a bed. 
No, I think no, because no, later we got other TVs. Okay. Uh, we got a kitchen TV, and then we had a sort of, you know, done up basement. Or it was actually half the garage had been garage. I should right. say garage. garage had been taken over and made into a sort of playroom. So we had a TV there, a TV in the kitchen. And mainly we would have TV dinners when my parents would go out because my parents went out to dinner once a week. Well, always. Saturday. Where would they be With going? my uncle and my aunt. They went to Chuck's Steakhouse. <laughs> or they only went, there were only three places on their on. list. Chuck's Steakhouse. Chuck's Steakhouse. And there was a, uh, down the sort of mini mall, there was a restaurant called Lock, Stock and Barrel. Oh, wow. Lock, Stock. And then there was sort of, there were a couple of, restaurants in right in the sort of village of Royton, one called Higgins's but I don't think was that like a diner often. no that well, there was a diner called Henry's which was uh is now a really really fancy seafood place Tim can I just say something that on your photo you look cross and you look rather angry on your column photo and you're not at all you're a rather gentle person thank you it's a I backhanded would... compliment, yeah. I think. No, but I, I'm Your not... photo stinks. Uh, no, I don't think it stinks, it's but you look angrier than you than you are. You're not an angry person. So she's suggesting you change your profile. Maybe you should, because you're mm. rather an attractive man oh, who's got you. a very gentle is... manner, and I think it doesn't come across It's a great thing photo. about a podcast, is everyone's <laughs> sort of obliged to believe you. I'm sweating profusely. <laughs> I'm slightly embarrassed for my mother um, now. Don't be embarrassed. You're in a band. Because <laughs> Jesse sings as well. Yeah, I heard. So, what's on your rider? What's on our rider? Yeah. It used to be uh, like an iron and tea making facilities. That's and then it made it sound rider. like we were going to a travelogue. And I thought, so I think we've upgraded it so that it has like some craft beer in it. Oh, which, which craft it, beers do you like? Well, you local. let them choose. Yeah. Local. That's you a good choose. One. That's a good one. Because it creates a sense of initiative in the, <laughs> yeah. in the venue. I like that. We've got But that. very often you don't um, get anything. You think, did they and get what, our rider? What, and you play the banjo. So what's the band like? What's the sound? Um, it's very, very hard to describe. Because it's, I mean, we've, we used to say that it was like, I used to say that it was like pop music, but with all the wrong instruments. Because everybody has quite sort of, you know, everybody grew up listening to sort of pop and punk. Mm. Nobody has a sort of proper country music. I'm from Connecticut. It's not the cradle yeah, of bluegrass. Yeah, that's not country music, is it? No. So a lot of it, like when I first started learning the banjo, I didn't really know any banjo music. And when I started listening to it, I thought, I really, I don't like a lot of this. You know, it's quite, it's terrible. There's a lot of, lots of people hate the banjo. It's not I just, quite like it. There's some brilliant banjo stuff out there. So I think we, there's a, it's a sort of country, now they say Americana. Okay. Americana's easy, because it's, it's very hard to get kicked out of. But you played Glastonbury. We did play Glastonbury, yeah. <laughs> what stage were you on? On the Avalon stage. That's a big deal, like that's amazing. I know, well it was lunchtime, but it was... So what, you got the free ticket and like it's I think so what was our attitude, yeah. Will you be playing the, uh, is it the 50th anniversary this next year? They need to get in touch, because oh, we yeah. might not be available. Why, what are you going to be doing next year? Well, next year, I mean, the thing about festivals is they start to, this, right about now is when they start to sort of start asking. Bloody you. hell, they're not asking me. Jesus. Christ, I want you your agent, Tim. <laughs> That's early. I know. But sometimes they ask you from, it's because they had you last year or two years ago and they want you back. So they're sort of, they start to feel out your availability. Do you write your own music? Yeah. Do you sing? I am not the main singer, but, but I sometimes sing. 
He's got a lovely voice. Though. I'm not. You do. Good to him, but I can't. I don't know what you're supposed to. I think you say I can't sing, but I am musical. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Just do it. Oh, it's fine. I can I'm it. sorry. I'm going to let mom do this because otherwise she says I do it like a dinner lady. So maybe I'll just get the Dijon. I don't know. Do you like condiments? I'm f- fine. Are that you sure? delicious. Okay. Yes. I don't know I mean, that it is. Let me put my glasses on because we might not get. Jesse, why have you got ladle there? Why have you got Tim's book on the like? Because got, I have like, my, my notes as well. My notes. Post it. It's like my house. It's like my book. <laughs> you can imagine I have shit loads of cards. <laughs> if you need pepper and salt, you I don't have pepper. I'm really sorry. I do have salt, and I can't keep using the. I can't keep using the excuse mm. that I've been on tour and that I. When did you go back? Or are you going? I back? mean, I've been in and out. It's just that the house is a shithole, and I keep on being like my husband. Babe, it's because I've been in and out of the country on tour. It's like I'm yeah. constantly living out of a suitcase. Do you feel like that in the summer? Yeah, it doesn't go down very well at my house. As the fiddle player said to me, he said, don't, whatever you do, don't say that it's work. Because <laughs> everybody's, you know, his wife, my wife think, he's got a lovely hobby that she really enjoys. It's a hobby that you're, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's not even a hobby, it's a, it's a job. Yeah, I can't say that. You're playing Glastonbury, I feel like that's a... Actually, the one we're worried about is Shepherds of a Shampire. You're doing Shepherds for Shemper? Mm. When? March. Headline it. It's our thing, or it's our promoter. It's the promoter's thing. We're headlining it in the sense that, yeah, a backing, a warm-up band has been hired. Well, you Table can... Manners listeners, um, <laughs> your band is called? Police Dog Hogan. Why? <laughs> when we first started, we, we, were, we just played our sort of third ever gig in fact I was it was my first ever gig I wasn't in the band for the first two gigs why and weren't you why did you miss well, the them? second ever gig I went to see them I was like a fan in the audience yeah well fan I just thought one of them is a friend of mine I thought I'm doing, oh, right, okay. I am such a good friend going to see his weird midlife crisis band <laughs> uh, and then I thought I thought they were great and I was like I want a piece of this how do I and I could sort of play the banjo but I'd only had the banjo for a year or something and I was struggling with it but they didn't play them. None of them played the banjo, so you got in. They didn't know how it was supposed to sound. So I got in, went to a bunch of rehearsals, and then we said, "We've got this gig." Went to the gig. It was down in it was in Cornwall to save some village hall somewhere, and we some one of us who was a travel writer had blagged uh, 
two days of recording at a residential recording studio. Oh, the wow. only one left. Amazing. Or, or one of two. I, I think it's not... Not the one the, in Wales. No, that's rock something, isn't it? Maybe. This is called Sawmills, and it's where Oasis recorded Definitely Maybe and things. And you can live there. And, and anyway, you can't... You have to be taken there by boat. So we're sitting at the pub waiting for the boat to come and get That's us. That's fun. Yeah, it's on the River of Foy. And you, it's That's not nice. accessible by road. So they just come up river a bit. It's on a creek. And the fiddle player, who, who in his spare time is a barrister, was telling us this story about looking at a police statement for some case. And the police statement was about a riot. And there was this person in the statement called P.D. Hogan. And he said, I just, you know, he said, all... Oh, Everyone in the police department has this two-initial thing. You know, people are called DCI, PDC. He said it probably stands for police detective or probationary detective. He didn't know it, but he thought it'll become clear later. And so they go to the riot with PD Hogan, and there's PC Martin, PC someone, and they attend the riot, but they leave PD Hogan in the van. You think? He must be a probationary detective. Oh, They've left no, him in the van. he was a police dog. And anyway, the riot got worse, so they went and collected PD Hogan. P.D. Hogan was brought to the van, and then at some point he began to vocalise. And he said, what, is that? what does that mean? And eventually P.D. Hogan bit someone. And that's when he realised that he was called, that it stood for police dog. Is he an And we loved that story. Yeah. We thought, what a good name for a band. And everyone, at that point, everyone said, yes, it is a good name for a band. And I think we've all had cause to regret it. It doesn't Since. really go with what I feel like Americana music kind of... No, I know. It sounds a bit like... I mean, I think a lot of people think that we are serving police officers. I think it's really good. Mm. Good. Yeah. And can we put it in the cookbook? I didn't make it. Why bother with you? Get it. Yeah, I never have. I mean, can you imagine? Paul Hollywood would be. But would he? Other sorts of pastries. Yeah. Maybe. Do you go out on dates together? No, darling, they really oh, together. go out. <laughs> yes. No, Where's yes. your date spot that you go to? But not to? very often. Uh, the cinema. I, like, I can do, we can do the cinema. Yeah, I've That's read quite about good. that one. Why? What uh, happened at the cinema? Went in the afternoon. Sounds perfect. I'd fall asleep. I don't always remember what I've written. What you, what? <laughs> it was way Mom back, can. right? It was probably about four or five years ago. You went to the cinema in the afternoon. And what happened? I can't remember, but I think Constance might have come with you. <laughs> Naughty Constance. I don't like this story. Is it slightly worrying how much my mum... She's basically like a misery, com- Kathy Bates. <laughs> You're not going home tonight. Mum's going to break both your kneecaps. <laughs> it's odd. It's, it's, I suppose it's odd because you... No, but you write... I read you every week. That's, it's my favourite That's the thing. When, even when I write it, I don't expect people to read it every week because... You know, people miss them, people think... You know, so people say, oh, how are your dogs? And I think, well, one of them died three years ago. Where were yeah, you? Yeah, no. Or, Or, you know, they say, how's your column in The Observer? And I say, it's not in The Observer. It's in The Guardian. People, you expect a certain sort of foggyness about what you write, because obviously even my friends don't read it every week. I my do. children don't read it every week. I do. But how special to have this collection, uh, this chronicle of your life and for your family too, for, especially for your kids to kind of grow, grow up. They can 
if, even if they won't remember, it's just there's... I've it, often wondered about that, whether they would appreciate it or not. And actually, we, there was a... I think when the book came out, there was I did a cover piece for the magazine, and they got my oldest son to write something for it. And he was very sweet about it, like the idea that it was a sort of family record. Well, it's funny because oh. I, I've started to write well, with my two years of being a parent. Like, I write my daughter a letter every birthday, and I'm going to kind of do it until, I don't know, maybe she's 21, I don't know. And what I find is that I'm being really generous to her because obviously I'm like, these are the great things, this is what happened this year. But really, what I want to say is, don't say to me, shoo, mummy. <laughs> That's mm. her new one. Mm. But instead, I kind of, you know, I rose tint it maybe. Um, no, she's amazing and I adore her. But I kind of, I love the fact that it's kind of warts and all and, and, and it's funny. And, it is funny. And, and it's those kind of everyday stories that just are familiar for everybody you know I yeah I think that's what makes it work in a way I think the weird thing is I always think something bad will happen to me really bad will happen to me and I think this is gonna be great and then you sit down to write it and it just isn't it just doesn't is doesn't work as well as ones where you're struggling because absolutely nothing's happened to you you think what am I gonna write about you Mm. sit down you have no idea and you think I can't write a whole thing about you know the cat being sick it's just, it's not you enough. Can. And it turns out, I mean, you Mom, can if you... Kathy Bates over here if thinks you can. If you're desperate enough, you can, and you will, and you will do it again. Uh, and I think that's Do they of, mind you writing about them? Do they say, Dad, you make me sound like a real idiot? Yeah, they have said that. I've heard yeah. that exact quote. Or, you sa- or, Dad, you sound like a real idiot, or Mum sounds so terrible. I think in a weird way, me being the butt of the joke is the sort of, is the sort of whole yeah. point. Yeah, you, you are. And from their point of view, that's more or less how our family works anyway. Yeah. So it's pretty natural for them. It's quite, I mean, when they were little, they never read it. They didn't, I don't, yeah. I'm not even sure they knew there was such a thing happening. So what do you think is your, what's your worst table manner in somebody else? I, I don't really mind. I suppose people who... Chew with their mouth open. Yeah. But then I'm, I'm worried that I chew with my mouth Me open too. earlier. Me too. No. Yeah, I, I mean, might have done. But I'm not, I'm not that fast. I, I always think it's me, you know. It must be me. What's yours, your worst table manner? Well, historically... You're a bloody slow eater. I guess I'm a bit of... My posture's poor. And I used to be... I used to get in trouble for not switching. Switching? Oh, your knife and fork. You know, in America, it's... you're meant to... You cut like and that, the, and, and then, the... then you put everything down... And then you pick, put this hand in your lap, and then you pick up with that. What? Do you cut it up all at the beginning, or cut no, bits up it, as you go along? That sounds it's so probably... time-consuming. No wonder you're a slow eater. That sounds yeah. bloody time-consuming. Well, I, do I don't do it because I'm left-handed. And also, I moved to here where you don't do it. Thank God. But Sam eats with no. That's stupid. I, mean, I, I love America, but that's I don't stupid. Think it, I'm not sure that it's a very... It was always a very bourgeois sort of... Was that kind of the... When you're talking about etiquette on a Sunday... Brunch, yes. would it be kind of learning to eat yes. um, with the, properly with your knife and fork? There's all sorts of things. Like NIL, my mother used to always say. NIL. What's that What's mean? What's that? Napkins in laps. Or well, hands on laps when you're... My, I, I've been putting my elbow on the bloody yeah, table. Oh, yeah, no, elbows off the table. Um, what's yours? Um, FHB. Family hold back. back. Yeah. Yes. Which is, I've never done. <laughs> Jesse can't. I can't follow that rule. Mm. Are you a puddings person or are you a savoury person? Uh, I like both. I, sort of, I quite like making puddings. Oh, yeah? 
I had to make all the birthday you? cakes, Grind. Oh, really? Because my wife can't bake. She can cook, but she can't bake. Buttercream icing? Yeah. The other day I was going to do the one that has meringue in it. What's what? that one? It's a sort of Italian buttercream. Oh, Italian it? buttercream and it's got meringue oh, in it. And I looked at the recipe and I thought, that's too hard. You have to sort of make sugar syrup. Anything where you have to put that thermometer. Oh, Jesse, I don't have time for that. How is it we often have closet foodies on the podcast that we don't foodies know? Closet probably fair. Um, speaking about puddings, are you ready for your pudding? I feel yes. bad, but I feel... Yeah, move that, no, no, I've left this now. Do you know the writer Dolly Alderton? Yeah, I know who you mean. So she, Dolly was a guest and I read her book and she does, yeah, mum was just saying re- re- the recipes and she had this one called mascarpone ice cream, which I don't have an ice cream maker. Mm. It's really good. You basically, four egg yolks, mascarpone, icing sugar and vanilla essence. Put, I did it last night and you freeze it and oh God. it's really good. <laughs> So it's Dolly will have that for the cookbook. Because it's mascarpone, it doesn't need to thicken up or anything. It's just thick. It's it's thick. Mm. It's really good, right? Yeah, this is amazing. Um, like really, and then and what's this crunchy stuff? Um, Oats. It's a cheat. I just shushed up some stem ginger biscuits in a Nutri Bullet. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a bit come dine with me. I don't think that's cheating. Oh, you got it's the bullet great. Out. If you get the bullet out, that's cooking. But um, the plums and blackberries are done with um, bay leaves and some lemon zest. It's got you, which you just get a hint of, don't you? It's quite... A little bit. At last supper, we ask all of our guests, oh what would be your last supper? I mean, I know, I know I said it before, but when I am in Italy or anywhere where I think it's going to be good, I will have linguine alla vongole. Yeah. Would that be your starter? It's yeah, your last let's supper. Let's say that. Let's okay. say that. I'm going to have that as a starter. And then... Your mum's meatloaf? Yes, that's a good idea. What would the sides be? I really like rice. Do you? Yeah. With meatloaf? Oh, stop. Are you mad? You can't have rice go. meatloaf. This is my last supper. You can do what he likes. Okay. You're dying. You're dying. Exactly. Okay. Criticise. What sort of rice? Well, I kind of like... Plain white rice. My friend, Shah Hen, who's in the band, showed me how to... He got furious with the way I was making it. He showed us how to make rice. And then we made him put the recipe on the website. He is Armenian by extraction. And they're good at rice? He lived most of his childhood, I think, in Iran. Oh, I've got an Iranian rice cooker. Have you? Yeah. That you plug in. Well, Would you call it Persian? Well, it's Persian. I, Iran, it's Persian and Iran are the same no, place, darling. No, I fucking know that, <laughs> Do you? Piss <laughs> off. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, I've got the Persian rice cooker, so you get the crispy tagli. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. He does that. I was at his house a couple of weeks ago, and he does that. It's and amazing. I, um, and you turn it out like a big rice yeah, cake. Yeah, I have and his rice, actually. It's fantastic. So that's going with the mum's meatloaf. Yeah. And um, what's the veg? Or are you even going to have veg? Something you've grown? Veg. Yeah, I'll have the runner beans through my little slicing thing. Okay. Yeah. Quite nice. Change, it changes the whole notion. Because they're stringy then. Gives you something else to think about too. Well, and it takes it off your mind. And I think with very little fashioning, I could probably break out of prison with it. Oh. It's quite sharp. If you can get the top Prison off break. It. Okay. I like this. This, okay. is, this has got exciting. This is, this is always going to be... This is why the last meal wouldn't be that 
Yeah. I find it hard to concentrate. Do you like pudding? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's your pudding going to be? It's An American... strawberry shortcake. Oh, that's so American. It is really American. You're really not... Um, and it's quite hard to sort of come by. I and mean, if I want it, I sort of make it myself now. Is, isn't that what... It's just shortcake with strawberries on. No, yeah, isn't, and isn't it? And whipped cream. <gasps> that would be my idea of heaven. I completely really? understand that. Really? It's amazing. And a buttery biscuit. Yep. With some lovely it's fresh strawberries. Bis- the shortcake is a sort of... It's not the same as Scottish shortcake. No. Oh. It's like what Americans call drop scones. Yeah. Okay. And what um, are you going to... Oh, make? so it's like a... I know. What are you going to drink? Uh, I could drink white wine. Are you going to finish with a cappuccino or an espresso? I think it's my... I'll have an... Well, how do I want to come across to the people who... I don't think you want to be too wired up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you might yeah, not go for the drop. Maybe just... I'll have a cappuccino. Really It'll last care? longer. Oh, you want to care about how you come across on this, not how... No, like, the not to the, my jailers. Ex- okay, execution. Okay. Yeah. Tim, can I ask your Uber rating? Um... I don't know it. Okay, can I help you find it? You may have to, yeah. I mean... Oh, wow. This is good. What is it? 4.71. Shit, that's good. Is it? That's really good. I'm well, I don't I'm use... 4.47. How Probably. can you be four, Jesse? You must keep them waiting. No, I don't. I'm do, four do you points... have to judge them every time and say that they're great? I always give them five star. Me too, and a tip. Do you know, last week I was, I was at a party. Someone's... What are you, four points? Four points, what seven, did you say, one. seven one. That's really I'm high. Four point six you should be two. really proud of but yourself. But that's just not using it very often and not making very many mistakes. Like a couple of weeks ago I was at someone's 60th and I got very, very drunk. And? and I came back in the Uber and you know that thing, they look at you and you look at them and they're like, are you going to be sick in my Uber? And oh, I'm like, wow. of course I'm not going to be sick. So then you do a chat to make myself seem... Normal. Normal. You're not. The whole way back. I know, but you think you're doing it. You have to chat. And then I got up and I said, well, thank you very much. Good night. And I got up and I walked and I fell into the road in his headlights. So when I stood up, I was just like facing his headlights like that. Um, I still maintain there was a pothole there. but I got in and I thought, it's never occurred to me before, but I thought, he's going to give me, he's going to do, you know, I'm going to have to tip him. So I got online and. Did you? Did one you, eye, you know, with one eye shut like that, so I could read the screen. Oh my god, I, I love tipped this. Him five pounds. Oh my five? god, I never tipped five. That maybe, could be why. It's... Maybe you were maybe five before, and he's dropped you. What? He dropped me because I'm a, such a bootleg. Or you went up because you gave him five pounds. I mean, I wasn't sick in his cab or anything. I did just fall down in front of him. Yeah, but then you try to make like small talk, and he's probably just like, "Mate, I don't want to I speak to you. You're drunk." I was four point six three two weeks ago. I was four point four five, so I'm really happy. I went up point two, so I'm really happy. Well, I'm thrilled. Are we more dysfunctional than, than your yours? family? No, I don't think so. Okay, ah. but you know, we we're used to it. This hasn't phased you. I mean, I've no. been polite, so actually, I'm holding it back. <laughs> yeah. And Hannah's not here, so you should Yeah, Hannah's not here. When Hannah's here. Well, that That's was true. lovely, the food. Fantastic. Oh, oh no. It's just no, but thank you so much for being such a good sport and coming on. Yeah, not thank at all, you. Any time. And she's not that bad, is she? No, she's not. I know she Everyone isn't. Everyone likes her. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. She's lovely. Yeah, you see? 26 years. 26 magical years. 26 <laughs> magical years. Yeah. Mum. Yes, darling. I feel like you just really enjoyed yourself. I did. I had a great time. I don't think his wife's as bad as he says, though. 
I think he really loves her. I think he does too. Mark. Yeah. And I think she really loves him. I think she must do. To tolerate the column. To tolerate his slow eating. <laughs> God, they must have very long meal times. <laughs> Two and a half hours. <laughs> I think he enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I think he did. Menu worked, I think. I think it did. I don't think he was excited by it. I didn't think he was as... Well, it wasn't the most exciting. No, but was, I yawned. Did it um, taste okay? Did the you pie like was the pie? lovely, Mum. Yeah, it was dead easy as well. Uh, Tim Dowling, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. Very generous guest. Very beautiful wine. A 2008 bottle of wine. Was it 2008? Yeah, I feel like that makes it really impressive, right? And he said to me... That's 10 I years old. He thought your wine was better than his wine. Oh, my Shiraz, it was like... Yeah, I said it's from ten Australia. Quid. Shiraz. I feel, even though you were a bit misery... I was. Just a bit intense. Yeah. Yeah, I think Damn. he got a bit frightened when I kissed him at the end. He was shaking everyone's hands and I grabbed him. Oh, God. Poor man. <laughs> He's probably, like, probably shuddering in the cab as we <laughs> leave now. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, maybe you'll be in the, about in the column. I hope I'm not in the column. Oh, my God, imagine if he's had the worst... Time and the he food writes was about terrible. you've listened to on table manners is by peter duffy and pete fraser and table manners is edited by the wonderful alice williams hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.